With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. He's made some uh, some tremendous strides, you know, especially now that we're starting camp and being in pads. Uh, really excited for him. He's hungry to come out and, and be able to play for us. So expecting a lot out of him, and he's expecting a lot out of himself. So uh, he's getting better and better every single day. You know, just for him, it's just a, the live experience. He's got the talent. He's got the size. And for a big man, he can move pretty well. Uh, when he gets in live live game situations, he's got to continue to grow and get used to that tempo and that pace because it's hard to replicate that in practice. It, it just kind of taught me that you got to step up to the plate whether you're ready or not. Um, you just got to kind of throw yourself in there. But, I mean, with knowing this stuff, it's either you're ready or not. And I feel like I've progressed enough from last year to this year to where I can at least do my part of the job, hopefully well, but uh, I can feel like I can produce for this team just a little bit more than last year. And we're back here on the Husker Line Show. That was defensive line coach Tony Tuioti and redshirt freshman Ty Robinson, who I need to apologize to. I had a picture uploaded this week of William Price step that was on Getty Images that um, had the same number as Ty Robinson, and I was trying to find a game picture of Ty Robinson, and that was the one that came up, and it was a punter making a tackle, and that was a huge insult. So my apologies, Ty, but uh, this segment of the Husker Online Show is brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill. Get on in there, watch all the college football, NFL action all throughout the weekend. I was in there for lunch on Monday. Um, great food, as always. Had the Reuben sandwich um, and burgers are top top notch. Wings are the best in town. Uh, get on into Tanner's. Watch all the college football and NFL action here over the weekend at the newly remodeled Lincoln location. All right, Rob, let's talk Ty Robinson. I mean, you, you look at redshirt freshmen, second-year guys on a line, on the defense. It's been a while. I, I was trying to think about this. I really can't think of very many up-front guys that are redshirt freshmen that have taken on significant roles at Nebraska. Um, you know, I was trying to think of, was Avery Moss, was he a redshirt freshman when he started to play a little bit? Um, and, you know, there, there aren't very many is really what it all comes down to. Um, you know, and, and they're, I think, going to look at him being in a major role this year, and they're going to need him to play a lot of snaps for a young guy in this program. A lot of snaps at a couple different positions, given that he will be playing end and nose uh, this year, and that kind of speaks to the type of player that he is. I mean, they, they see him in that similar mold as what Carlos Davis did moving inside and out, and Carlos Davis played a ton of snaps, uh, and so for a redshirt freshman to get that type of responsibility placed on his shoulders, um, I think that says more about just kind of how quickly he is developing. Keep in mind, I mean, this staff has been extremely high on him since, you know, even well into the beginning stages of the recruiting process. Remember that giant home visit they did when they sent the entire staff down there and had this, you know, big, you know, final pitch to, to lock up. They the have deal? like camels at his house. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's hard to forget that one. But it, clearly, this staff has seen something in Ty Robinson for a long time now, and uh, the ability to get him some game action towards the end of last year, 
while also preserving that red shirt was a, an ideal situation for them. Because not only did he preserve that red shirt, he got to play in the games you know, where you're thrown right into it against Wisconsin, against Iowa, against the, the bigs of the bigs when it comes to Big Ten offensive line. So he, he saw that. He got that taste. And when you look at the gains he's made this offseason, the videos Zach Duvall, the strength coach, tweeted out, uh, where Ty looks like some like Viking coming off the ship, ready to ransack a village. I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that, I mean, if you want to get Nebraska fans jacked up, those are the types of videos that'll do it. And you pair that with the comments that are being made by his head coach, his defensive coordinator, his position coach, every one of his teammates, you ask the, all of them, who is the one guy on the defensive line that's impressed? The first name everyone is saying is Ty Robinson. Well, he's as highly recruited of a D lineman as Nebraska's landed in a number of years. I mean, they let's face it, they don't get a ton of high profile four star D lineman, you know, rivals one hundred level type kids. And Robinson is that guy and he's got the measurables and the size. And I think that's what's gonna look the most different about Nebraska's defensive line. Davis twins and and Darian Daniels they were solid players, great players. They're all in the NFL right now, but they didn't actually have the true measurables and length to play a 3-4 spot. They just had to do it by necessity. I think finally, Robin, you're going to start to see this defensive line carry those measurables necessary. I mean, they want those DNs closer to 6-5, 6-6. The Davises were about 6-2. Um, you know, and you look at the nose position, obviously uh, – Damian Daniels returns as a proven nose. Jordan Riley, who was 6'6", 340, and then Ty Robinson. So I like the versatility. I think there's seven guys, as Tony Tuioti told us earlier this week, they're going to play in those three spots. And I feel like they have versatility, and most importantly, the length is going to be better across the board. Well, yeah, I mean, length, height, strength, uh, everything seems to be better. And the fact that there's just more numbers to work with where, uh, yeah, it's inexperienced, but – uh, I think from a talent perspective and just like you said, from a measurable standpoint, they're significantly upgraded up front. Now, how is that going to translate? We'll see because a lot of young guys kind of need to learn on the fly a little bit. But uh, Damian Daniels, 340 pounds. Jordan Riley, 340 pounds. Ty Robinson, 325 pounds. Uh, that's a lot of it's a lot of dude up front that uh, Nebraska hasn't had in a long time. And so uh, not only being able to have those types of players, but to have several of them at every spot to where you're, you know, feeling comfortable about being seven deep for three spots. I mean, that's an ideal situation or at least a lot closer to where they have been in previous years. You're listening here to the Husker online show, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, as we talk uh, fall camp and sticking on that defensive subject, Outside linebacker to me, Robin, if I were to just tab questions, because I know the secondary is thin a little bit in numbers, but I, they have a lot of frontline players there that can go. And I, I do think Nadab Joseph will will get an opportunity, and Quentin Newsom's there as well, and uh, Miles Farmer, who they really like. Mm -hmm. So there's about seven guys in the secondary to play four spots. To me, that outside linebacker position, though, that that's where I have my worries. Caleb Tanner, JoJo Doman, Garrett Nelson, are they the guys that can get it done? And then can a Nico Cooper or Fidelius Payne, I just butchered his first name, I'm sorry about Feldarius, that. Fidelius, you said it. Um, it kind of came off the tongue. <laughs> a little slippery <laughs> there, but um, yeah. Can they get production there? And everyone's like, Nebraska's D-line was the, no, the D-line to me was not the problem against the run. Three dudes to the NFL off that line. Teams would not run right at those guys. Ohio State was the only team 
that really just said, we're Ohio State, we're going to run right at those guys. And they did. And they did it to everybody last year. But I, I, I look at the edge was the problem. You know, guys, Alex, sure. Alex Davis and – you know, JoJo Doman or Garrett Nelson. I mean, guys getting sucked in on plays, not setting the edge, not getting pass rush. I thought that was exposed so much in conference games, particularly. Go watch that Minnesota game uh, where all they did were those little cutback counters and the edge was wide open because guys weren't where they were. Lack of to discipline. Be. Exactly. And so it wasn't the D line. No. And, and, and the, the casual amateur fans like, oh, the D line sucked, you know, and it. The D-line, I mean, go to the Iowa game. Nebraska's D-line dominated at times against Iowa's offensive line. Yep. And so, yeah, I'm with you. That that outside linebacker is a, if not one of the major concerns, the major concern uh, on this team maybe, of the fact that you, know, you have JoJo Doman, who is by far your best player at that position, but he is the first one to admit he was not nearly consistent enough last year to be an every-down player. Yeah, he had a lot of big plays and a lot of flash plays. Kind of guest plays. But he wasn't good enough against the run. And so when it came down to playing the Wisconsins and the Iowas uh, and being a short yardage every-down linebacker, they had to take him off the field. And so that is a big deal for him. And that's your best guy. And then, you know, Caleb Tanner, we've been waiting, what, two years now for him to really make that impact. It hasn't happened yet. And if it's not going to happen this year, Will it ever? And so you're here now roughly two weeks before your first game, and you're still experimenting by moving guys around. You're moving Payne to outside linebacker. You're moving uh, Nick Henrich around to, to – Possibly. Possibly inside out. But Barrett said Snodgrass that, can play outside yeah, Barrett too. said that they were working him at both. So, I mean, like they're still trying to figure out their depth at outside linebacker, and they're going to play the best team in college football here in a couple of weeks. So that – that's a problem that needs to be addressed ASAP. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk a little basketball before we get back into football. Uh, Robin Washett will update us. Uh, some new teams have committed to come to Lincoln, and the Huskers got some good news on the waiver front. Uh, a key player ruled eligible here for 2020. That's next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 